Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. Welcome to Netwick Talks. I am Ursula Odom, one of your co-hosts, and we will be joined by Jada Williams. But I tell you what, we have an awesome guest this morning, Fersina Harris, former $60 million mother of national security. And I'm about to tell you, sunshine is about to enter the room and I know you're wondering what that's all about. So stay tuned because Jada Williams is about to tell you. Good morning, Jada. In just a second, she will be able to. <laughs> good morning, Jada. Yes. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You have me in the studio over here jamming to our little jazz music there for an extra minute. Thank you. Yes, yes. Happy Wednesday. Happy NABWIC Talks Wednesday. Thank you for joining us this Wednesday. Um, I am your NABWIC Talks Blog Talk Radio Chair, Jada Williams. And I just asked, like our last commercial said, go and like, follow, and share on your social media platforms. What you're doing this morning, hanging out with NABWIC, getting some of this sunshine, and or head over to our website at www.nabwic.org and keep in touch with some of the awesome things that we have going on in the organization. Um, There are so many different activities going on that we will go over a little later in the show. But like Ms. Ursula said, today we have a Superpower. This is our own special superwoman that has joined NABWIC in our Northeast Florida chapter, Miss Farasina Harris. Miss Farasina Harris is a realtor, an author, a speaker. She's also a certified diversity trainer and consultant. She is a public speaker and educator. So this is a beautiful soul that's full of so many talents. Ms. Farasina Harris, welcome to the show this morning. How are you doing? Well, good morning, ladies, Ms. Jada and Ms. Ursula. Good morning. We're doing well, and thanks for having me this morning. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us. Before we go to a quick commercial break, tell the audience a little bit about yourself because I know I could not do you justice because, like I said, you have so many talents and you are one of our newest members in the Northeast Florida chapter. And uh, Miss Jackie and everyone just loves you to death. So I just want to know more about you real quick. Well, just real quickly, you know, I, I really am humbled by uh, your your kind words this morning. But uh, first of all, I want to give honor to God for this opportunity. He is my CEO. And uh, Francina Tate Hollis was born uh, in, in humble beginnings in the state of North Carolina. Uh, I grew up, uh, my parents conceived me at teenage years. 18 was my mother's age, and my father's age was 21, conceived me. So I came up with teenage parents and born in 1961. And so we have a humble beginning with uh, our family at the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina, just a beautiful life in nature. We grew up on nature, and we have a great story to share. I know we don't have a lot of time, but we're excited to share our story of our humble beginnings and where we are today. Yes, ma'am. Well, you, we do have time for you to share some of those beautiful stories. We can't wait to hear them because I know this is right up Miss Earthless Alley. She is over there jumping off her seat to get into some of these stories. So let's take a quick commercial break, and then, Miss Ursula, let's get into some of this dialogue with Miss Farasina Harris. Today's show is brought to you by Ann McNeil, the master builder, building stronger and better lives and businesses, and by PepsiCo Frito-Lay Company, one of the largest food and beverage companies in the world, and by Jay Perry and Associates, giving you the building blocks to grow your business. If you're joining us online, be sure to visit their websites, which are listed in the online description for this week's show. To learn more about our advertising rates and packages for NABWIC Talks, contact Jada Williams at area code 786-702-1005 or email blogtalk at nabwick.org. And don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash nabwick. Thank you, and we're back. Good morning again, and yes, we are back. So, Ms. Farasina, um, before our commercial break, you mentioned your humble beginnings um, in North Carolina and nature. Could you explore or share some of some of your beginnings with us? Absolutely, and thank you very much. As I mentioned earlier, I, I call myself a, just a country girl, uh, and we had very humble means. As I said earlier, my mom and dad uh, were teenagers back in that day and time where they conceived me, and uh, my dad had a, a football scholarship to Johnson C. Smith University. He was a champion football player. They thought he'd go pro. And my mother graduated valedictorian of Olive Hill High School in Morganton, North Carolina. And uh, But when I was conceived, they chose to give up those opportunities and raise me as the firstborn child on both sides of the family, right here in the Blue Ridge 
at the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. And uh, when I say nature, I I mean nature in the very sense of we had no running water. We had uh, kerosene oil lanterns for our lights. And, and this is how I grew up as a child in the mountains. We had uh, fish. We had gardens. Uh, my mother's side is Cherokee Indian, so I was raised in that environment of of ancient healing through nature. My grandmother was very uh, prominent in my life on my mother's side and the Cherokee side. And then uh, my grandmother on my dad's side, uh, uh, Louise Caldwell Tate Eddington, uh, my grandmother there, they stepped in and really put their arms around me during that time uh, and, and uh, helping their children, who were teenagers at that time, and, and raised me as the firstborn. So I had a very humble beginning in my life and uh, very strict, very ordered, uh, Girl Scouts, cadets, outdoors was a big part of our living. And... Uh, when we uh, forward fast into school, uh, we were able to participate and really integrate all white schools. I was always the first black woman in certain classes. I played basketball, volleyball, tennis, very active in sports from both my mom and dad. They were very active in sports. And so they trained me in an ordered fashion with activities that were focused, on the vision they had for me in the greater world that I didn't know was going on in uh, 61. I was a baby, and I think that was a time of civil rights and all these things transitioning in life. So I say that to say this, the humble beginnings really keep me humble in all of my business and real estate development of people, places, and things, opportunities that presented itself. We were able to travel the world and have the support of good, hardworking parents to keep those core values, no matter how far you go in life or what you accomplish, you always remember your humble beginnings and always acknowledge God. We were very strict in the church. I grew up as a minister of music, piano lessons at seven years of age, and continued on to today. Uh, so that's a little bit about uh, my humble beginnings there, Miss Jada. Well, this is Ursula, and Jada knew exactly what I would want to hear because I love hearing how you got started as a, a person. And what I heard you say is that they poured all their dreams and hope into this firstborn child on both sides of the family, so you got it all. And I hear it, I feel it, and now I'm beginning to understand that from that humble beginning, you end up with a title like the $60 million Mother of National Security. Now I want to know what is that and how did those humble beginnings prepare you to be that? Well, uh, that's a great question, Ms. Ursula, and thank you for that question. Uh, you know, I've, I've learned that sometimes when you are uh, when you come from humble beginnings in the mountains of North Carolina, your your faith in God led all of your decisions and your activities. 
And so as we forward fast over the, over the years, and right after 9-11, I was given a call. The nation was in despair because of the Twin Towers. And they called me and asked me to come in to provide staff and people and business models to protect their assets and their people. And I had no knowledge of security. We're doing diversity training, and and our work where God planted us, we bloomed, and we created win-win-win situations, particularly for diversity and entrepreneurship with procurement suppliers. And my upbringing, my humble beginnings always kept me grounded. And one thing my dad always said, you earn, you work, and you earn with integrity, with honesty, no matter how much money you acquire over the years, you always remember who provided you that opportunity. And money is a tool to use to help somebody else. So when I received this opportunity, we started with a million dollars. And in North Carolina, a million dollars is a lot of money in 2002, if you know what I mean. And uh, we were able to collaborate focusedly. And my, my core passion is helping others. When I have an opportunity to help create a better life through the gifts and talents that my God has given me, I must be obedient and use that not for my gain but for theirs. And we were able to do that. We had great support from the corporation. Fortune 500, and opportunities in rural areas to not only develop the people, the mind, body, soul, and spirit, but also sustain good working wages and good uh, security information that applied not only on the job, but even when you got back home, they were able to apply that knowledge to protect the family. So the answer to your question is, my humble beginnings taught me always keep God first and never get bigger than you are to be. It's always about helping someone else because when you do that, you help yourself. And so we've been able to accumulate hiring in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, for over the last 17, 18 years, employing training and employing rural communities that are very racially divided. So we had to go into some very sensitive areas in the South to create opportunities for minorities and women in a profession that likes construction that women aren't uh, always considered for. And so, that's been a blessing. I, okay, I feel like I, I have a knowledge of the value of, of what I'm about to ask you, but given the current climate, I'm I'm curious um, what your position is now. Now, there's a current thought that diversity training is no longer needed anymore. Um, so maybe there's some need for understanding what is diversity training how does it make a difference 
why is it needed? Well, that's a great question. Uh, that from where I started consulting with corporations about diversity. It was a rude awakening for me, but I was a paid consultant in development with diversity. And I have an opinion for both sides because I've seen it, I've assessed it, and, and created solutions for issues in our communities and workforce and procurement for getting contracts for minorities and women. I believe. In my own business, for instance, a whole rest, and this is what I take to my work. There's two sides to every story. And when we talk about diversity, we got to look up what Webster says in the dictionary about diversity. Now, I'm not a big proponent of diversity, just to be clear. The word is division within itself. And so my work created a wholesome approach And let's get away from the word diversity and let's use convergence because what that is is converging and abilities in a position or contract for services to fulfill a need of a client, a buyer and a seller, a supply and demand. It it transcends color. Now, what that does is it causes one who is on either side to be able to look at the disparities that have come as a result. You have the, okay, if you're going to pay the black people and give them these jobs and this special privilege, then what about the white person or the Italian person? What about these people? So we had to develop a model that, you have to take people from where they are. Diversity is where everyone is in this nation, and they've made a lot of money. Folks have made tons, billions of dollars trying to figure out the differences under the word diversity. So the short answer to your, my, your question is there's two sides to every story, and it's situational-based. So we have to deal – my work deals with the situation at hand, which varies, but it's under the word diversity. And we're working very focusedly for the 21st century is to, is to transcend into convergence as opposed to diversity. And that convergence covers all things without lifting up one. And all of us have talents, and we have to be able to move beyond race, gender, the labels. Diversity is a label that allows those who are using that term for the benefit of profit and limited opportunity for entrepreneurs. Because once you read a still, well, if it's 20% contract for minorities in diversity recruitment or diversity contracts, where is that 80%? Why can't we go to 80%? Why do we have to be limited to 20% when there's a big time? So there's a lot of work to still be done, uh, Ms. Ursula. But that's our position today. Thank you. I'm I'm going to allow Jada to jump in and ask some questions because I really have a ton more. But, Jada, um, your turn. Yes, you already know this is one of our hot topics. 
Um, so we are both over here just jumping off of our seats all over our microfarasina. Um, I really, really like um, you saying the diversity to convergence. Let's use that word, convergence. So let's add that into our vocabulary, hashtag that, because that is, um, I would say that's kind of sort of a call to action in itself, don't you think? Um, Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. So with that being said, because you, like we said, you, you have your S on your chest, Every day when I opened up the show, um, one can, can't help but to be drawn to the fact that in one of your former roles, you led the nation's, you know, first women-owned businesses focus exclusively on high threat, um, close proximity safety, and security services for the protection of infrastructure, whether it be nuclear energy, corporate government, or personal protection. Um, you were also named one of the most uh, the 50 most influential businesswomen in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, amongst other accolades. So could you share with us or tell us what's one of your most challenging achievements um, in that role and what was one of your most rewarding accomplishments? Well, <laughs> that's an a loaded question. But uh, let me say this. <laughs> X. Been very blunt. My most challenging uh, position was corruption, lies, stealing, cheating, deception. Those were the most challenging times. When you see it, and you have to take a stand, one way or another, at the risk of losing millions. But when you have your humble beginnings. We were able to rise above the challenges through convergence. And that has that still is today, not as bad because we've overcome some of those barriers and opened the way for others to come in without those barriers that we faced. The second thing on the rewarding, the most rewarding part for me in my career in national security, I learned so much from the FBI, the Homeland Security, Classified, uh, Department of Defense, Air Force, Military, all of these things, land, air, and water, that affect our daily living, was an educa- and still is an ongoing educational uh, venue for me to be able to share with the others in a healing and holistic way. And the second part of that reward in learning is creating win-win-win situations. When it comes to hiring, I love employing people, giving them good work wages, good meaningful employment, continuous improvement training, and working with the CEOs and the board members of Fortune 500 companies such as your Duke Energy, your Southern companies, Mississippi Power, Alabama Power, Georgia Power, and so forth, the National Guard, to protect people and assets, and hearing their challenge, and being able to say, you know what, let's put all three of these together, and let's create a model that everybody wins, senators, congressmen, everyone around national security. 
And so we were able to do that and still are, but in a different way. We're focused more now on cyber attacks, cyber warfare, surveillance, our food security, our water security, and creating educational and entrepreneurial opportunities for multicultural communities to participate in this wealth of opportunity. There's plenty of money for everybody and plenty of opportunity. We must use it right and pay it forward for the next generation, and that's where we are today. Yes, absolutely amazing, and what a wealth of knowledge, and thank you for sharing those amazing um, accomplishments. And just to go along with it, you can just naturally feel your vibe, your energy, that you are truly a God-fearing woman that puts God first and has truly developed that win-win atmosphere in everything that you do. Um, so amazing. Uh, really quick, just to remind our listeners, because I know you're getting goosebumps just as much as I am, um, press 1 on your phones if you dialed in. Please feel comfortable. Press 1 on your phones. Comment in the chat or in the comments on all the different social media platforms that you may be listening in from, in from and or you know how to text and email us. Again, you can always reach us at blogtalk at navwick.org. Um, and I will check with Miss Ursula to see if our master builder herself and McNeil has stepped into the studio. I know she might um, be tied up this morning, but she always likes to give us a good surprise when we have such amazing guests as yourself, Miss Farasina. So we'll come well, back. Way, I have a big respect. Yes, I have a big, big, uh, she's a leader, is what I call Miss Ann McNeil, the founder of NABWIC. I, I admire her story. And she is one of my leaders. I always say I want to be like her when I grow up because she's a pioneer. And I, that encouraged me to be a member of this organization just on her legacy. She's a legend in her own right and what we're doing. So I had to say that about Miss Oak. Oh, okay, yes, okay, okay. Yes, uh, all right, I have to come off behind mute. it. Uh, all right, Jada, <laughs> I have to come off. Got to come off mute now. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Yes, I Good am. Good morning. I I have to take off my seatbelt because you have just expressed my heart's desire and why this organization was formed, and so I do believe that as we pray to God to draw by his spirit and spirit that he would have to help us continue to build this dream. It doesn't matter if that spirit is black or white, green or yellow, male or female. Our prayer as a part of the founding organizational members for this awesome organization is for God to draw by his spirit, every spirit that he would have us to help and that he would have us to be helped by. And I am often reminded, too, that Jesus had Judas, and we're not going to get out of here without ours, so let me make that clear. But I want to just thank God for your spirit and your, your being willing to connect with us especially in Jacksonville. For those who are listening, do know that Jacksonville 
has the largest geographical mass in all of the state of Florida. It is the largest mass area in the state of Florida. For those of us that are old enough to remember where each county used to have numbers by its size, and Jacksonville uh, was number one. I say that because Jacksonville also has some of the greatest diamond finds in professional and entrepreneurial blacks in the entire state. And so I believe that with the leadership of our Northeast Florida chapter, with Deborah, Jackie, Diane, and now yourself and many, many other wonderful spirits that are there, um, it is in for a surprise. So I, I'm just honored uh, that you would honor us with your presence. And I want to thank all of our listeners. There's a lot of people are listening in to hear you. Uh, we're enjoying your story. And J- Jada, Ursula, Jackie, you know we're going to have to have her come back and do another segment for one of our committees. And for those of you who are listening, if you are not a member, you are missing out on a lot. And so that's, that's it for me. I always like to do, uh, also ask the question, if you would share with us, what is your favorite book? We all love to read, and we know that leaders are readers and readers are leaders. And so if you would share uh, before we wrap up what your favorite book is would be great. Thank you, and I'll go back on mute. My pleasure. It is an honor to hear from you, Ms. McNeil. I admire your work and, and what you're doing with all of us as women builders in construction. We have work to do, and I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, my favorite book is the Bible. I say that all the time because that's where I live my life from, are the scriptures. And, and the Bible has been translated, uh, certainly, in many different languages. But there's a spirit of the Bible that, that feeds and fuels my work in the mind, body, soul, and spirit daily. So that's my favorite book. And I have a shelf of many, many others uh, that we work with and read daily. And I must say this about being here in Jacksonville, in the state of Florida, as a licensed realtor today. We've been here two years. And Lord sent us here to find land to build, raw land to build the vision that my dad had set out for these children, our next generation, 24-7, It does not ever shut down. We've got to create a new pathway. We've laid all those details out, but I'm excited to be a part of NAPWIC. My prayer was seeking an organization of women that can come together for a common cause for our next generation. It's time to build now. I said, Lord, if you want me to do this, I'm going to need, it's it's bigger than me. We're going to need architects, builders, welders, concrete layers, all the construction that it takes to make it happen. And here comes NAPWIC. And I'm so thankful. I believe this is divine. I learned the history. Miss Diane King brought me in. When she knew we found an identified land, we're restoring historical property. We're preserving it, acquiring it, retaining it, and sustaining it. And we need a team. And I'm glad to be a part of NABWIC as a team member for us to move forward to build this new land and new heaven and new earth as God said it would be. And now is the time. Thank you. Yes. 
Yes, indeed, and thank you so much. NABWIC has some pretty incredible women as part of its membership base, and we are so glad you're one of them, Ms. Farasina. Thank you so much. And we are popping this morning. The audience can feel your energy, Ms. Ursula's mind, all of our energy in the studio, because we do have a, a guest, a listener, that would like to make a comment. Um, caller ending in 5548. You could go ahead and unmute yourself, or Ursula is unmuting you in the studio, and you can speak with us directly. Good morning. Five, five, good four, morning. eight, last four digits. Good morning, good morning. This is Aida Smith. I'm actually a member of MAVWIC, and I just wanted to call in this morning and say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I heard two things this morning that I just had to write down. I'm going to make a big sign of it and put it on my door at the office and at home. And those two things was convergence, a call to action. Yes, yes, yes. We all need to hear this so that we can grow and stop limiting ourselves. The other thing was to move beyond the label so that we don't limit our success. And I think very often we start out in our community, working with our community, and they don't always accept us as we are. So we definitely need to just look nationally, globally, so that we can get, you know, work, get the success that we're working so hard for. So I'm very happy I tuned this in this morning. Thank you for uh, dropping those gems, and it has helped me this morning. Thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you, you for your calling. Yeah, so I, I knew it, Ms. Farasina, as soon as I heard it, that convergence, convergence as a call to action. So we um, we have Ms. Aida, who's one of our South Florida members, that's done second that in our world, and we are going to take off, hashtag it, and run with it because that is a genuine um, call to action and then looking beyond. So thank you again, Aida, for listening in. Um Ms. Farsina, we're at the top of the hour, but there's like 30 million other questions that I want to ask you. I'm going to try to sneak in one last comment question and then turn it over to Ms. Ursula before we close out. But I just wanted to know, now that you've written a book, um, The Sixth Sense, tell us um, what's that all about. And um, what will you look at? Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're perfect. I I just get so excited. You know, I can I'll try to action pack you with three questions in one. <laughs> you sound like myself. <laughs> that's 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 quite all right. Uh, our sixth and purpose is uh, I published. Uh, I reorganized my organization in two, 2014, the Nuclear Security that I've talked about on several shows. And during that time, God dealt with me, and the book was in me all the while. Now, in 2005, when Mr. Stanman Graham and I did the diversity tour in throughout North Carolina, he had his book. He said, Francina, when we go on tour again, you will have written your book. Focus on writing your book. Well, we were running the nuclear security business and the charity at the same time. The book wasn't priority, but God sat me down. And it just flowed. It, it, and the essence of the book was we've got to learn to live in the spirit. 
and knowing who we are, there's power in that. And it was my own personal journey where I was able to articulate in words to begin the first series of helping folks understand who they are, not just who they are, but who they are, and life's challenges. And when you know who you are, then the world looks a little differently when you face life challenges and opportunities. So that was the purpose of our sixth sense and purpose is learning how to live in that, we call it spidey sense for the kids. In security, there's a lot of things that you can't see, such as COVID-19. And there's certain things that you can't feel, touch or taste, but they are either opportunities or their destruction. So the book is telling us to teach, learn how to use our sense sense that we've been desensitized to. Now, that has been uh, a bestseller. You know, they have numbers and they do that, and the message is there. The second book that will come out soon that we talked about is the National Security. We started that with CBS, Fox News, and ABC in 2013 and 14. National security begins with you. And that goes back to knowing who you are. We see so many blame games with all the security in the world that's going on in our community, in our houses, in our workplace, everywhere. And we want a blame game. But we don't want to look in the mirror and understand who we are and how it's our responsibility to be safe, secure in our own right and manifest that into our daily environment. So the book was coming up. We're, we had to get it cleaned up to make sure we're not revealing classified information. And we have found a way to finally get the manuscript finished, and it's, it will be published to the market before the end of this year. National security begins with you. Congratulations. That is exciting. Can't wait to see that. Now, I have a question um, or a comment than a question. You talked about coming to Florida and needing resources. And you say you need to know who you are and, and what have you. So who we are is National Association of Black Women in Construction. So I want to slow the conversation down and go back to what you need and how can people provide those services to you, or is there a place where they need to go? Do you have a list of um, um, your current needs, What or how can they find out what your current plans really are so that they can know how to tap into them? Speak to the membership at this point. Well, for the NABWIC women, as I mentioned to Ms. King and Ms. Perry, we need partners. This is bigger than me. It's bigger than uh, my colleagues at Coach Tate Foundation. All of my work now is, is under the coach, the charity to build the campus. We need contractors uh, with that are able to, in their gifted areas, to make a contribution to the hold of building out brick-and-mortar campus. Partnerships such as NABWIC, the diversity that I've learned about within the group of women, and uh, will be an asset and value-add contribution to what we're doing. Now, the second part of that is we've got a billion-dollar fund 
that we've opened up for contributions, for support, for my billionaire club, from grants. We're an asset-based charity, and we leverage limited liabilities for greater assets. And we got to lead by example. So with NABWIC, in those areas, when you have the land, when we acquire the land, and we have all the support and resources we need for funding, and funding is our always money, is donations, it's all kinds of favor that we have along the way to build our first community in Jacksonville, Florida, for the state of Florida on that Florida-Georgia border. We've got 22 million people in the state of North uh, Florida, and Georgia is right there at that border. So we have an opportunity to capture the population of children and families in that area. So that's where we are to answer that question is the skills and abilities and talents that the women of Navwick have in this state in northeast Florida to come together will be given out RFPs. Francina at CoachTakeFoundation.com is the website. We, keep, we have an office here and a phone number, all that's on social media, and we keep folks informed of accomplishments and achievements. So working together in that regard will be uh, a welcomed opportunity. Okay, so everyone get your pens handy because I want you to say the website again and spell it for those who cannot see. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, the website is Coach, C is in cat, O is in O, A is in apple, C is in cat, H is in Harry, T as in Tom, A is in apple, T as in Tom, E as in Eddie, Foundation, F-O-U-N-D as in dog, A-T as in Tom, I-O-N dot com. Again, that's Coach Kate Foundation dot com. Thank you very much. Back to you, Jada. Yes. And we love your support on the New America uh, it's information is out there on the website. We'll bring in this uh, with Mr. Stanman Graham, Mr. Marcus Ogden. He played formerly for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, myself uh, and Mr. Patrick Yankee and others. We'll bring, we're starting in Asheville on November the 19th and 20th, and we'd love for Navwick to uh, mark your calendars to Zoom in and uh, listen in to our further uh conversation and information on this new America and what it's going to take for all of us to live a good life and thrive in the new America because America would never be the same again. Uh, and we're planning for that today for our tomorrow. So we love NABWIC's involvement, sponsorship, you know, leadership in those areas to tune in. And we're coming to Florida. We're going to bring it the same tour with Mr. Graham and our team to the state of Florida in March of 2021. This is the first time we've made that announcement. So you'll hear that roll out. And I hope that helps listeners. And my direct mobile, for those that are serious, and uh, we have a shared vision and a shared mission to make it happen, 
My direct mobile is 904-330-8646. And again, that's 904-330-8646. Francina Tate Horace. Well, thank you so much for being so open and being willing to connect with us on a personal um, level and just just been so open and giving out your information so much because um, I know it's very important um, for you to continue your father's legacy, Coach Johnny Tate. Um, so, th- again, this is why it is, it is always a sunshining, happy Wednesday when you come and hang out with Nabwick Talks on Wednesday, again, you wouldn't get these type, uh, this type of information and get these good spirits flowing and the juices rolling if you did not tune in to um, Nabwick Talks at 8.30 every Wednesday. So this is leading me to say coming behind Ms. Farasina with the CoachTakeFoundation.com where you could get more information on her and her amazing things that is going on. You have her phone number. So members, listeners, guests, I hope you had your notes out. If you're not a member yet, I don't know what you're waiting on, just go on over to our website and figure it out. There is a member registration on there. Get the information that you need, the resources that you are looking for. Stop looking one and go ahead and join us in this party because amen. October is <laughs> – you said amen. <laughs> Can I get a second? <laughs> oh, yeah, um, amen. I, I'm with you. It's a great organization, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So that was leading me to say October is our coming up in just one, two, three more days. I think it's tomorrow. Um, Our billion-dollar luncheon is coming up for October. It is a billion dollars in transit opportunities. Please don't forget, if you've enjoyed this conversation here, um, we are inviting you, Ms. Farasina, and all of our listeners to come and join us and um, at our Billion Dollar Luncheon on October 14th, that is at 12 o'clock, and you already know why you want to come join us, because we're NABWIC. We are the National Association of Black Women in Construction, meaning, hashtag, we are the voice of Black Women in Construction, giving you programs and bringing people to the table for you to connect with, like Ms. Barristina Harris, and many, many more. If we do not have anyone else in the studio um, wanting to come on and speak with us this morning? Ms. Farasina, I'll give you your last two or three minutes to um, say any closing remarks and, again, thanking you for joining us this morning on NABWIC Talks Wednesday. Well, thank you again, ladies, for having me today. Uh, we, we, we know that God is, uh, is in the midst. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. We have a shared vision and a shared mission that I'm so excited about and, and to be a part of this group and the work we have to do here in the state of Florida and in the South region, period. It takes a team, and I'm so happy to be a part of your team. I left North Carolina in 2018 for the first time in my life, traveled the world, but have it relocated with a driver's license where you're actually a citizen of another state until I came to Florida in 2000. Didn't know anyone, but we came here being obedient to the Lord to build the land, to build 
the campus for the children. And we have received open arms from our mayor, our governor, our, our secretary of state's office, and met Miss Diane King. So God said, if you lift me up, I'll draw all men unto you that's going to be with you on this journey. We all have a part, and I'm so happy to be a part of this. And I definitely want you guys to remember, mark your calendars, and attend the New America Inclusive Multicultural Leadership Learning Series. It's the New America. There's a place for all of us to lead by example. And that's what we're teaching, and that's what we're going to do in our work together as constructors, as builders, as developers. That's what God created us for, to create, to develop, to innovate, to educate, and lead by example. So I'm encouraged, and I I look forward to all worldwide participation for those that want a new way and to learn about how to live and thrive a good life and a good business in this new America. And thank you again for this opportunity. I pray God's blessings and his insight for all that are listening. For where you are today in 2020, September 29th, God is in charge. We have an election. God is in charge. We have all these labels we've been traditioned and systemically programmed to believe. It's a new day. God said old things have passed away. And new things are here today. Can you see it? Can you be it? And I'm a part of this group. God made me here. We've got some work to do together, and I'm excited about to see. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Bless everyone here today in your individual pursuits as we come together. Thank you again, and we look forward to working with you and seeing you in the new America. Praise God. Yes, indeed, and we will definitely bring you back in the future sometime soon. Again, guys, this has been another successful Wednesday NAPWIC talk show, um, at least in my heart. I'm, I'm over here screaming out, convergence, 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 the call to action, get out and vote. And number one, national security starts or begins with you. I hope you've all enjoyed our show today. Thank you again, Ms. Farasina. Thank you, Ms. Ursula. You know where you can come join us again every Wednesday, next Wednesday at 8.30 a.m. on NAVWIC Talks. Have a beautiful Wednesday. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.